49er fans and welcome to the latest edition of the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Thank you all once again for tuning in. This week's show is brought to you by Memothentic. Memothentic has partnered with 49ers Paradise in a fantastic contest which completed the day after the draft. David Raggy was the lucky winner of a Roger Craig Memothentic, but you too can own a Memothentic. You can purchase them directly from the 49ers Paradise store. Click on the link on the main page or any of the flashing banners you see throughout the site inviting you to visit the store. And you can check out Memothentic and get cool products. Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, some great 49ers, and one of the hottest products for the 2007 season. It's definitely that piece of memorabilia that every 49er fan must have. Definitely check it out. All right, folks, so that brings us to the start of the 2007 post-draft show, and I do apologize for taking a little bit of time to getting it out there, but I wanted to make sure I could do a bang-up job, and uh, it's been a pretty crazy time for the site and uh, for me in terms of my life and where I'm at these days. Um, so getting everything up and running the way I wanted it and making sure that uh, the quality content is on the site was my first priority, and now um, I'm happy to bring to you the 2007 post-draft 49ers Paradise podcast show. Um, I do want to invite everybody to call into the show because it makes the show a lot more exciting when I can uh, answer questions or play people's takes on air. And certainly you can do so locally from San Francisco and throughout the world. From San Francisco, dial 415-376-7297. That's 415-376-7297. Then when you're prompted to do so, dial star seven four seven six two eight seven one four nine if you're calling from somewhere other than san francisco there are local numbers from throughout the entire world just click the phone link in the top right hand corner of 49ers paradise and uh, the main page you'll be directed to a list of phone numbers that you can most certainly use to call into the show and i'd be happy to answer any of your questions on air and play your takes on air too so definitely go ahead and look into that because uh... It'll make the show a whole lot more exciting from every from everyone's uh, point of view. So what about the 49ers? Where do they stand these days? Well, it all starts with the drafting of Patrick Willis with the number 11 overall pick. That's Patrick Willis, the inside linebacker that the 49ers did not surprise a single person when they selected him. Now, Willis is going to serve an important role for the 49ers. He's going to be that guy who's going to get in there and be a third down specialist, that linebacker, initially. And that's going to be absolutely huge uh, for the team because that's an area that they really need a little bit more competition for and that's an area that they they really have been lacking um, in trying to create the 3-4 defense that Mike Nolan envisions. The addition of Patrick Willis should really help solidify that. And as the season progresses, it's likely he's going to win over a starting position if he can't do so in training camp. Um, Willis is hoping to end or be a part of the end of the drought of first-round picks is what is I like to call it the 49ers. Really, in the past uh, 20 or so drafts, have not had much luck with their first overall picks in the draft. Now, 
Hopefully Vernon Davis is changing that. Hopefully Alex Smith is changing that. And hopefully Patrick Willis will change that as well. But at the moment, uh, the 49ers really need to prove that their first-round picks are ready for the big leagues. And uh, in order to do that, it'll take guys like Patrick Willis to step up. And he certainly can. Willis is a character guy, a real character guy. He overcame a lot of adversity in his background to get where he is today. And uh, he certainly is a team player. He puts the team first. The team really liked what they saw with him when they worked with him at the Senior Bowl. In fact, they really focused in on Senior Bowl players throughout the entire draft, which I thought was uh, probably a very smart move so long as they weren't anchored towards these players. Willis is really that character guy that the 49ers have been saying they've been interested in for the past few years, and I think uh, that should really help him fit into the team's plans. Now, beyond Willis, the team had a pretty solid draft elsewhere. And what they kind of did is they've really focused in on the Senior Bowl. Joe Staley is one of those other Senior Bowl guys. The 49ers trade back into the first round used to, to get the 28th overall pick and drafted an offensive tackle who will most likely fit in initially at the right tackle position, although he plays both right and left tackle. Joe Staley could be the guy the 49ers have been looking for on the offensive line to really secure things with things a little bit up in the air in terms of contracts coming to the end and some players materializing, not materializing, guys like Kwame Harris who have sort of been on the bubble. Um, and that's the type of thing that uh, Staley gives the 49ers. He gives them a lot of support and versatility. And uh, even if he doesn't crack the starting lineup this year, I've got very little doubt that he will be starting next year. And he gives the team a little bit of versatility to make some trades that they probably wouldn't have been able to do otherwise um, to gain some valuable spots in perhaps next year's draft or perhaps pick up a player or two um, that really helped fit the team. So Staley is really going to be an asset in that respect. He's got a lot of power. He's a solid tackle. Um, it is a little bit surprising that the team went for a right tackle in the first round. Typically, first round tackles are uh, left tackles, but uh, the 49ers really want to improve the offensive line across the board and really want to make sure Alex Smith has all of the tools he needs to succeed in the offense, and Staley is likely going to fit in as one of those tools. Now, of course, that type of move to trade back into the first round does cost a fair bit, and uh, the 49ers did have to give up next year's first round pick in order to move back into the first round. And they were able to regain that pick um, through a series of maneuvers that are going to be helpful uh, next year with the Colts. And so what essentially happened is they traded with the Patriots. They gave up their number 110 overall in the first round in 2008, but then recovered the Colts 2008 pick later on. Um, by trading their second round pick, which was number 42 overall, uh, to the Colts. And so the 49ers were able to regain their a first round pick in next year, and the team is obviously hoping to finish in a better spot than the Colts, and then they will have really walked away with a fantastic situation if they can pull that off. Now, I just mentioned the 49ers did not pick in the second round. They traded it away. And uh, what they did do, though, is they had two picks in the third round. And one of them they used on Jason Hill, a wide receiver from Washington State. And they used that 76th overall pick to get him. Now, Hill is a diehard San Francisco fan. He grew up in the Bay Area, likes the 49ers. And he's going to be working his butt off to prove 
that he's capable of playing at this level. Everything that I've heard about Hill since he's been drafted in terms of him speaking has just been uh, more of the character issues. Um, really good, good guy, wants to be competitive, and really wants to prove he's worth a spot on this roster. Now, the 49ers receiving core has gotten an extremely interesting um, in the drafting of Jason Hill and um, through a few other maneuvers, including the trading for of Daryl Jackson. Now, Daryl Jackson was picked up from the Seattle Seahawks, and that's going to be a huge move for the team because Daryl Jackson is the 1,000-yard receiver. He could very well be the number one receiver on the team right now. The team now has Jackson, Ashley Lee, Arnaz Battle. That's a very competent top three, especially if all three of them can stay healthy. Now, last year they drafted Brandon Williams. This year they drafted Jason Hill in the third round. That's already five receivers. The team then has a couple other guys in Taylor Jacobs and Brian Gilmore. Now, both of those guys are going to have a very difficult time making the 2007 roster. Um, Gilmore is a guy that Jerry, Jerry Sullivan, the team's wide receiver coach, has been extremely high on throughout his career. And he's really been a fan of his because of his uh, technique. But he really hasn't proven anything throughout his career. And uh, it'll be very, very surprising if the 49ers do not end up going with their top five guys as Jackson, Lily, Battle, that order may switch up a little bit. Hill, Williams, again, the order there may be a little bit uh, out of order. But after that, I'd be very, very surprising if the team keeps a sixth receiver. And from there, it would be very difficult to decide who it would be between Jacobs and Gilmore. Especially surprising if the team keeps a sixth receiver, given the threats that they do have from their t tight end position. Guys like Vernon Davis help stretch the field, really can be big passing threats, and it'll be very, very surprising if the 49ers go heavy at receiver, given their strength at the tight end and receiver position now. Um, I just, I would be very surprised if Gilmore and Jacobs, either one of them make the roster, would be very surprising to me, um, barring any unforeseen injuries or that type of thing. Now, the 49ers did have another pick in the third round, and they used it on a defensive end, Ray McDonald, their 97th overall, or the 97th overall pick in the draft. He's uh, 276 pounds, runs a 4.85, 40. In 2005, he suffered uh, two pretty bad knee injuries, which I imagine have been, you know, fixed. He is, he did play off last year. The 49ers, if they had any doubt on the knee injuries, probably wouldn't have drafted him. Uh, the team did pick up Frank Gore, those of you who remember. Uh, Gore had a tremendous season last year. The team drafted him, got a steal out of him because of his knee injury. So I imagine that the teams took a really hard look at him um, in terms of what his legs are up to these days. Now, McDonald is a true defensive end in the 3-4 system, which is something the 49ers have really been lacking. And uh, defensive line is an area that the team really has been trying to address recently. And it's an area that the team really needs to continue to address because they don't have the solid pass rusher from the defensive line position. They don't have a guy who can really hold containment in a 3-4. McDonald gives them that. He's uh, really something that could make the, make a big, big difference in terms of the way that Nolan installs the 3-4 defense. And uh, McDonald's should certainly fill that role. 
Moving on, the team drafted Jay Moore in the uh, fourth round, number 104 overall. He was the first selection of the second day for the team. Moore is a six foot five defensive end slash outside linebacker. The 49ers are hoping he can bring a strong pass rushing threat, help contribute to the uh, strong linebacking core that's sort of being built around the Patrick Willis, the Manny Lawson, really help bring that core together and uh, provide the outside threat that the team's been lacking. Yes, the team did address some of that through free agency uh, with guys like Tuli Banta Kane, but uh, Moore is a guy who the team can groom, who can really fill into that pass rushing threat, who can help out in the rotation, and again, the team really has been focusing on adding guys who can help them install that 3-4 defense, and uh, Moore's one of those guys. Again, bang-up character type of guy. He's a consistent field pass rusher, um, and he's quite a bit of value in the fourth round, in my opinion. I thought uh, thought he would be taken on the first day. 49ers managed to snag him right there, top of the uh, fourth round, and uh, I think they were pretty happy with him. I myself am. I think he's really going to be a factor for this team. Um, the team's 124th pick, as I mentioned early in the show, was traded for Daryl Jackson uh, to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I love. I I really love this trade, and I continue to say I love this trade for a number of reasons. What I really like about Daryl Jackson, aside from the fact that he's a thousand-yard receiver, is the fact that we take him away from the Seattle Seahawks, who are a little heavy at receiver, admittedly. But they're an NFC West opponent. We face them twice a year. Taking Jackson away from them is just an absolutely huge move. If he can stay healthy, if he can contribute the way he has the past few years, um, he could really, really be the key move in this year's draft, um, even though they drafted a whole bunch of really talented players. In the fourth round, the team number 126 overall selected Deshaun Goldson. Uh, Goldson's a cornerback, free safety type player, 195 pounds, runs a 4.6940. He's a addition to the 49ers defensive backfield, an area that the 49ers have been trying to strengthen um, through free agency and so on and so forth. They've managed to pick up guys like Michael Lewis and uh, Clements, who's really going to be key key aspects. And uh, Goldson will probably fit in more as a safety then he will a cornerback. He's a little bit uh, better at the safety role. He's only played cornerback truly for one year in 2006. And so the 49ers get a guy who's going to help contribute to their defensive backfield, an area that you really can never have enough cornerbacks for safeties. He's got the versatility there. The 49ers do have a lot of competition now at the safety position. They've got the Keith Lewis, the Mike Lewis, the Mark Roman. Um, Deshaun Goldson's just another guy there who's going to really be pushing to find his way into the bottom of the roster, basically. Um, it's a, a hard pick in the fourth round when you think about it to go after a guy who's essentially going to be safety when the team is fairly satisfied with their current safeties. It could mean that perhaps the team isn't as sold on a guy like uh, Keith Lewis or Mark Roman as perhaps the, four, the 49er fans and reporters think they are. Um, that would be the only reason I could see that the team picked up a guy like Goldson in the fourth round because it is still pretty early to get a quality player that might be able to fit in elsewhere um, rather than just provide the competition through training camp. Um, the 49ers are going to try and fill out the bottom end of their defensive backfield, and Goldson's a guy who could fit into that, um, and his versatility will certainly help him there. Joe Cohen also drafted in the fourth round, number 135 overall. 
313 pounds, defensive lineman. Um, he is going to play nose tackle for the 49ers, although the team in minicamp did play him a little bit at end as well. He does have the versatility there, but he, he's the second Florida Gator that the 49ers drafted. Ray McDonald was the first 49ers Gator. Uh, sorry, Florida Gator, not 49ers Gator. Um, so he was the second one they drafted in this this year's draft. And um, oddly enough, both played on the defensive line, which I think is actually going to be quite helpful for the two of them in terms of how they uh, adjust to life in the NFL. So I think it was actually a bright move to take both guys. I think Cohen is a guy uh, that really gets off the snap quick snap quickly. He's got a strong initial burst of speed, uses leverage well, has a lot of uh, lower body power. He's not as uh, versatile moving left and right, and that's why he's a little bit better at sort of taking up the blockers at nose tackle as opposed to playing end in a 3-4, although the 49ers are going to probably rotate him through. They drafted O'Brail Franklin, sorry, they signed O'Brail Franklin uh, this offseason, they still have other guys hanging out there, but they, they do have to make up for some losses on the defensive line, and they do have to take the next strides, and Cohen's a guy who can help them get there. Um, he will factor in to the team's defensive line this season. I've got very little doubt about that. The team's fifth and sixth round picks were a little bit more interesting in that they stepped away from the true, true character, cut and dry, this guy has his nose perfectly clean type of players, and drafted two guys, Terrell Brown in the fifth round, 147 overall, a cornerback, and Thomas Clayton, round six, 147 overall, a running back, who have some questionable character aspects in their future, in their background. Um, the 49ers believe that these issues are uh, once-in-a-lifetime incidents, and they really haven't invested much in the fifth and sixth round to get these guys they believe they're very talented players, and they believe they're players that could seriously shake up the roster a little bit, providing they keep their nose clean. And so there's very little risk with the potential for quite a bit of reward here. Now, Terrell Brown, the team's fifth-round pick cornerback, he is a type of guy who, if not for the blemishes in his background, it was a drug-related and a gun-related charge. Um, there's been a whole lot of media speculation and... Um, spectacle over what exactly went on, whether or not he's guilty, not guilty, charges dropped, not dropped. There's a whole bunch of that type of stuff out there. If he can overcome those character issues in his background, he was, was projected to be a first or second round cornerback. 49ers need help at cornerback. He could certainly fill in that bottom end and help fill out the cornerback defensive back position for the team. Brown is a guy who is a bit of a gamble because of what they because of his history there but he really has good body control he's capable of making plays on the ball he's he he was a shutdown corner at Texas and the 49ers think he could come in and really challenge Shante Spencer which is quite interesting um, in terms of the type of talent he does bring in the fifth round there's a lot of value there if he can keep his nose clean Thomas Clayton there's probably not as much value there um, he's not as uh, impressive of a player, but he's definitely a cut athlete. He's got a lot of power. If the team can get him to lower his shoulders and just run straight ahead, he could be the goal line back the team needs. But he's not quite the powerful back that um, the 49ers would want if they were drafting a true power back. Now, given the team situation with Frank Gore, we've got Michael Robinson as well. 
They've got Maurice Hitz as well. They're not in need of a running back. And drafting Clayton in the sixth round gives the team the ability to challenge those guys, perhaps find a guy who will fit in if he can keep his nose clean, keep his um, ambition right, and not challenge the coaches in a negative manner. He could fit into the mix too. And the 49ers across the board really managed to put together a draft where they brought in guys who are going to be able to find roster spots. The, the lone exception to that, I really think, and I really question the selection of Deshaun Goldson, given the 49ers' depth at safety. If they would draft at him because they think he could be a cornerback who will push Shantae Spencer, that would be one thing. But my interpretation is that Terrell Brown is going to be that guy who's going to push Shantae Spencer. And so I'm a little surprised by the Goldson pick. Otherwise, I think the team did an excellent job of not only picking guys who were a lot of value at their given spots, but also fill specific needs for the 49ers. It was no doubt that the team was going to be looking to the defensive side of the ball for the majority of their moves this uh, draft, mainly because they focused so heavily on the offense. The team needs to be able to fill out their 3-4 defensive roster, and I think they've put the players together in order to get that to happen. So that's my take on the overall draft. Obviously, it's impossible to come up with a true evaluation until we're about three years down the road. Um, but I do like what the team did initially on paper. It sounds like they're getting their right type of guys into the system, and it sounds like they're bringing in guys who are going to continue to improve the roster, and that's really what this team needs. The addition of Daryl Jackson through the draft, absolutely strong. The movements through the first round to pick up a second first-round pick and not really sacrifice a first-round pick next year because of the move with the Colts, absolutely um, bang-up job. Moving on to the minicamp, the 49ers had their first full-camp minicamp, uh, full-roster minicamp. From there, they move into a situation where they have their passing camps, they have their rookie camps. The team will not have a full-roster minicamp, is my understanding. Um, again this season. What they will have is a series of smaller camps, um, and then they'll move into the training camp coming up later in the summer. Now, I've already been informed that some there will be some training camp days that are open to the public, and tickets will be made available for free on a first-come, first-served basis, and you can be assured that 49ers Paradise will let you know when those tickets become available. Uh, last year, we had a fantastic uh, set of events with 49ers Web Zone, um, where we created groups um, that people could meet up and interact with uh, for these training camp days, and uh, certainly that's on the radar again this year. I do want to encourage all of you, before I get into the mini camp conversation, to check out the 2007 49ers Paradise Draft Field. If you haven't been there, there's a ton of information. There's an article um, written by written by me about each and every 49ers pick this year's in this year's draft. There's articles written by the corner writers as well, breakdowns of the players, breakdowns of the first and second day of the draft, all exclusive to 49ers Paradise. This is bang, bang up content. You'll also be able to get through this section a fantastic set of draft transcripts brought to you by some amazing 49ers and draft gurus. Um, not the least of which is our very own Sean Zobel, who's working as the 49ers Paradise Draft Analyst. He runs Draft Headquarters as well. And of course, Matt Mayoko's The Press Democrats, uh, the Press Democrats beat writer on the 49ers joined us in a chat the other day, 
this is a chat that you absolutely have to read up on. It was absolutely fantastic, and we're very happy to have been able to have brought that to you. Um, definitely check out these chat script transcripts, and definitely check out the chat this evening with Sean Zobel. He'll be in there in a more free-form, loose chat, just giving people his uh, overall impression of the draft in general and where the 49ers stand in the NFC West right now. Uh, based on the moves that have happened. So definitely check out the 2007 draft field. There's a ton of really, really high-quality, exclusive content there that no 49er fan should miss. Definitely, definitely check it out. I do want to go on and uh, talk a little bit about the minicamp. There was some encouraging news, um, as always, with minicamps. You're not expecting to see uh, major, major improvements in the roster. It's a lot of getting to feel what's going on, getting the rookies up to speed, so on and so forth. Um, that's exactly what happened. The rookies got their playbooks, the undrafted free agents came in, the rosters sort of start filling out a little bit, and veterans, for the most part, take a backseat. The one thing that really, really stood out this year was that Brandon Williams, who had a lot of opportunity at, re at receiver um, right now, really stepped it up, and uh, now that Williams has stepped it up, it's really sort of brought into question what's going to happen with the depth chart at receiver. So that was one of the great things that materialized in minicamp. There were a few nicks and bumps and bruises, um, nothing that's absolutely killer um, to the squad. It's still very early, um, but, you know, guys like Ashley Lee got a little banged up and sort of held out. So it'll be interesting to see how these guys are able to stay healthy. It was a lot of fun to sort of see them in their pads. There's some amazing footage in the multimedia section on the main page of 49ers Paradise. Just click the multimedia tab. There are some great interviews. There are some great mini camp videos. Um, definitely check those out. Really, really fun to see these guys in shorts and uh, sort of getting getting their games on, getting the field back in. But really the focus was on starting the installation of the offense and defense, getting the coaches and the players, because there are a ton of new players on the roster this year, on the same page. And uh, where where the team goes from there are going to be a lot of, uh, of uh, position-specific drills and um, uh, physical performance attributes in which they'll be working with the training coaches to get themselves up to speed and improve their strength um, as a collective squad. And uh, for the most part, almost all the almost all the team will be there for most days for those things, and that that's really encouraging. Um, and that that is pretty much where the 49ers are these days. So I want to thank everybody for uh, listening to this extended podcast show. I hope that. Uh, You've enjoyed it because it's certainly been a lot of fun recording it and bringing you the excellent uh, coverage that 49ers Paradise did over the draft and uh, finishing it off in this way is always a lot of fun. So thank you all for tuning in. Please check out all the amazing draft resources about the 49ers that are on 49ers Paradise because they're really stuff that if you're a if you're a 49er fan, you're not going to want to miss these. And I'll be sure to continue to bring you the top coverage of the 49ers on the net. Thank you all once again for tuning in. Please feel free to call the show. If you have any questions or if you want to sponsor a show, contact me at brian at 49ersparadise.cjb.net and I'll be happy to speak with you. Until next time, take care and have fun. But the days of the 49ers had only just begun.